Hi, you guys. Welcome back, or welcome if this is your first time to This Doesn't Count as Therapy. Um, a big shift, a big change. Like, I don't know if this is your first time. I did my previous episodes on YouTube and I decided to make a shift to an audio only platform. I think that it will help me push out content more consistently. And that is what I really want to do. I want to be able to show up and be here and hopefully the goal is to post weekly we will see about that um but yeah i i wanted to try something new so i appreciate it if you kind of switched over here with me i enjoy that that means a lot to me um also for every like every follow all of the things that you guys have been doing already and i'm and i'm so new to this um it really really makes me so super super excited for what this can grow into and become and kind of the vision in my brain is starting to come to life and that makes me super excited so I appreciate you guys um for those of you who are new here this is a podcast where we talk about growth and healing and self-development and I'm just trying to be really blunt with it like <laughs> just get straight to the point um yeah, so if that sounds like something that you're interested in, please like or follow wherever you found this podcast on. Um, also, Instagram at This Doesn't Count as Therapy, where you can kind of get updates and just join the nest that I am trying to create. So I appreciate that. Um, today, I wanted to talk a little bit about people pleasing. I have been having conversations with people, and it is interesting because when we think of people pleasing, people typically think of like one type of person, like one type of brand. And that is not true. People pleasing comes in a range of characteristics. And it's not just this idea of, oh, people pleasers don't know when to say no. That is true. People pleasers often don't know when to say no, but it is way deeper than that. And the inability to say no is like at the top of the iceberg and there's like so much more underneath the water. So I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about that today so that you can help to reflect on your own decisions and try to think like, oh, do I have people pleasing habits? And if so, you can do the work to heal that part of you so it does not have to show up in your friendships, in your relationships, at work, all of the things. We want to kind of make that part smaller so it is not the one making the decisions for you. You want your true self to be in charge. So yeah, let's talk about it. So for those of you who may not know, a people pleaser um, is somebody that goes above and beyond to make others feel good. Typically not something that they really want to do, but they feel like they have to do it. And people pleasers don't really receive a lot of reciprocation. Um, many people pleasers may feel that others will value or accept them because of these efforts. As a result, they become really physically and emotionally drained and they struggle to meet their own needs because they are putting other people's needs before them. One of the best quotes I heard, and I don't remember where I heard this, maybe I'll do some research and try to give this person credit, but someone said that people pleasers light themselves on fire to keep other people warm. So they are suffering, they are burning, they are drowning, but the person is like floating and the person is good. And then because of that, they feel like they've done their job. And so it's interesting, again, because 
there are so many ways that we can exhibit people pleasing behaviors. And so I'm going to read off a couple and then we're going to chat about it. So some telltale signs that you may suffer from people pleasing is that you agree even when you disagree. So in a conflict, in an argument, in a healthy debate, if you find yourself being like, oh, you know what? You're right. This is typically a sign that like you are kind of just allowing the other person to win because you feel like they'll be mad at you or it'll impact your relationship with this person or maybe you just simply don't want to go through the conflict, which is fine, but we don't want to make these things a habit, right? Like you are allowed to disagree with somebody. You're allowed to have an opinion that might be different from somebody else's. Be very firm in that and do not allow yourself to waver at the cost of someone else. Another example is that you might apologize too much. So always saying sorry, always being like, oh my goodness, my bad, it's my fault. That is probably a sign that you might have some people-pleasing habits. Um, you are constantly burdened by other people's feelings and feeling responsible for their problems. This is a huge, huge, huge one. Um, whether it is in a platonic relationship or a romantic relationship, if you find yourself feeling like you are responsible for someone else's journey, you are people-pleasing. And I know that sounds weird because you're like, wait, how? You are overextending yourself, whether it is mentally, emotionally, or physically, you feel like this person's life is your job to fix it, to heal it, whatever the case is. And it can get really tricky because as a friend, you want to be there to support your friends and you want to make sure that you are, you know, helping them in your best way possible. But in doing so, you can be a people pleaser. So another way to think about this is the trauma vortex. So when somebody is going through something that could be seen as traumatic, we like to call it a trauma vortex. So they're in the middle and it's like a tornado around them. And it's just really, really like rough and it's hard and it's difficult. You as a friend can support your friend without getting sucked into the trauma vortex. If you find yourself in the trauma vortex with this person, meaning you are feeling emotionally impacted, you are feeling like this thing is happening to me, we have to fix it, we have to do something about it, that is a sign that you are in a in the trauma vortex with them and you probably are people pleasing, right? Because you can support your friend in a healthy way that does not involve you to overextend yourself or get impacted by somebody else's feelings, issues, etc. Next, you act like the person around you. That is another sign that you are people pleasing. Um, and again, we'll talk about how that comes from childhood, but these symptoms are on a spectrum, right? Obviously, there might be a day where I wake up and I don't feel like debating today. So I tell the person like, you know what? I agree with you. But when we are constantly and constantly and constantly finding ourselves kind of burying who we are for the other person's comfort, that is how you know that you are more than likely people pleasing for whatever reason. So I will share more um, signs that you might be a people pleaser on my Instagram at this doesn't count as therapy if you are interested in kind of diving into that a little bit more but yeah that is just some of the things in the iceberg to kind of help you identify for just the episode purposes 
So let's talk about how being a people pleaser probably started for you. As always, probably childhood. <laughs> like, it, big surprise, probably childhood. And it is really, really easy to become a people pleaser in childhood, especially in black and people of color households because of the type of parenting style or culture, right? So kids cannot talk back, typically. Kids cannot really stay in their own ground. Like they have to do what they're said, what they're told to do. And so it is really, really hard not to kind of develop this ideal of I need to do what this person wants me to do. Um, and so in childhood, there is always gonna be some level of people pleasing because as a kid, your goal is to receive love, praise, and attention, whether it is from your caregivers, whether it is from older siblings, or even like teachers at school. It's kind of just how your brain is wired. Kids are ego-driven individuals because they don't know any better. And so they are typically always trying to just get what they want. And that, to some extent, is developmentally normal. But we're talking about going out of that that phase and maybe you're in middle school now or high school now and you still find yourself trying to earn praise love and attention whether it is from family members or friends or teachers that is when that kind of starts to stick to who you are so for example let's say that you learn really early on like hey when i get straight a's i get more attention i get more love i get more praise and it's great right? And so, for example, in that moment, you start to, without realizing it, connect your grades, your education to the worth, to who you are, right? And so that can kind of be unhealthy because obviously you're not perfect and there might be a class where you get a C in, right? Or even a B. And then that starts to kind of shake your foundation of who you are because you've connected your grades with your worth and your, your confidence. That is exactly how people-pleasing works, except it works with people or the things around us, right? And so instead of grades, maybe you learn that like, oh, when I'm nice to this person, they're nice to me, right? And so then you kind of start to go out your way. Remember, you're a child at this point. You are in middle school. You are in high school. You're young. You start to go out your way and be like, okay, when I do things for people, when I compliment them, when I help them with their homework, I become like worthy of love. These people treat me very nice. And so then you start to find ways to help people or to be of assistance. And then you start to think, okay, like I have to make sure I do whatever it is that I need to do to sustain this relationship. That's the issue. Because these things that you're doing isn't sustaining the relationship you are. But as a people pleaser, you're not able to realize that. You're like, okay, this is my role as a friend. And if I am not able to successfully withhold my role, my friends are going to leave me, right? Or this relationship isn't going to be sustained or whatever the case is. That is how a people pleaser is typically developed. You learn that your actions earn you something. And so... When everybody else kind of starts to grow out of that, you lean into that. And that's how, as an adult, sometimes, not always, the experiences may vary. But overall, that is typically how people develop people-pleasing habits. So how can I stop? How, to, how do I 
make sure I am not people pleasing. And so that is a very hard answer. And I encourage you to do some work, right? Get a therapist, pay attention to yourself, but I can kind of help you recognize and give you tips for how to tone it down a bit. Um, so setting boundaries, boundaries are super important. And people always think of boundaries as being these huge things that they set. That's not necessarily true. A boundary can start with you not answering the phone when somebody calls and then sending a text like, hey, I'm busy, can't talk today. A boundary is telling somebody like, hey, I know you really want to vent about this thing, but I just don't have it in me today. Setting boundaries. Boundaries, that is going to be your saving grace as a people pleaser to make sure that you don't fall into this trap of seeking attention, love, validation, or praise. You have to make sure that you have boundaries, you stand by them, and you don't let anything try to make them shift. So number one, setting, setting, setting boundaries. Number two, do some work in spending time figuring out who you are as a person. So people pleasers typically don't really know who they are as a person because they spent a lot of their life becoming who other people wanted them to be. So do hobbies, spend time reading, learning what you like, trying things, just spending time with you without the need of doing other things, doing things with other people, just spending time with yourself is a very, very, very good way to kind of break out of that people-pleasing show. And then third, being you unapologetically. So if you are a people-pleaser, there are there's likely someone in your life, whether it is at work, romantically, platonically, family members, whoever, there's likely people in your life that have stayed around because of what they can get from you because they've noticed, whether it's intentional or not intentional, they've noticed that there is something that they can gain from you. And so when people start to set boundaries, start to discover who they are, start to live their life unapologetically, it is normal to lose friendships or even kind of go apart for some people. Because when people are no longer able to get what they want out of you, and if that bothers them, then that's kind of a sign that maybe they are around for the wrong reasons, right? So you're not losing healthy connections. You're losing the ones that were kind of getting something from you. And so it is really important to kind of accept that early on, because as a people pleaser, when you start to see that people are upset, your knee-jerk reaction is going to be like, I need to save this relationship. And so I'm telling you right now, that that relationship is probably not worth saving if they have a problem with you setting healthy boundaries. You have to put yourself first. You have to. And so if somebody in your life feels some type of way that you are putting yourself first, that is probably a red flag. And I'm not saying to cut them off. It just take a step back and kind of redirect, redirect your energy elsewhere. Um, because yeah, like, the, this is kind of what you are afraid of as a people pleaser is to make people mad or make people not like you. But the people who are in your life for a good and genuine reason, they might be like, oh, this is weird, but they're not going to be mad. They're not going to cut you off. They will probably even support you. Um, so I know that was a lot. Please take some time to journal, to just 
think about it. If something resonated with you in this episode, please take it with you. If it didn't, just leave it here. It is okay. Not every episode is going to hit home for you. And that is what healing's about, right? Like we don't want to we don't want to adopt problems that are not our own. So if you're not a people pleaser and you didn't really identify with this episode, that is okay. Thank you for still making it this far. I appreciate that. But if you do feel like anything that I said today does resonate and kind of hits home for you, just reflect. Again, it is important for you to know how this started so that you can go back and heal that part of you. And so that's why I suggested earlier some individual work with a therapist um, or you know just doing your own questions and reflections so that you can kind of connect the two is what will ultimately help as well. But um, if you're just ready to do some light work, those three things that I told you about earlier would be a very, very, very big help on your journey. As always, I am wishing you love as you heal, as you grow, as you learn about yourself. It is not easy. It is very, very tough, but do not give up. Thanks for listening. See you soon.